Welcome to Solving for X. This is Elliot Holland. After today, I'll be inviting experts on the show to source new solutions to these problems of climate change. This marks the end of this series of voice essays on climate solutions, and I'm looking forward to continuing the conversation. If you'd like to get in touch or comment on the show, you can find me at Twitter at ElliotHolland07. Okay, today we are talking about the lens in which to view the problem of climate change. In essence, how to have a global perspective on nature, the earth, and humanity, and also why the universal perspective is the best way to see reality. If you've listened to the past five episodes, this will mostly be review. You probably understand my perspective quite well at this point. The goal is to lay out this theory in precise language so that it clarifies my views. If you're not familiar with this podcast, my goal is to make this as simple as possible. The details behind each perspective are more fleshed out in the previous episodes, but this should be an all-encompassing summation of my theory. In any case, this is what I believe deserves our focus. So let's begin. What is global warming and or climate change? What is the real problem? Firstly, the issue is not humans or a conspiracy or a hoax. This is a very real threat to human and animal life on Earth. The chain reactions, as we discussed in previous episodes, bring into question the continuation of complex life. Survival has never been guaranteed. Let's start with the premise. The problem of global warming is in essence that the Earth is an unstable planet, with a varying climate over centuries and millennia. This is problematic for the Earth inhabitants. It's just that type of planet. We are and have always been in an unstable situation. To put this simply, it's no one's fault. There is a light at the end of the tunnel, though. All is not lost by this realization. We humans are in the best position to protect the Earth. Not out of shame, but out of opportunity. No other living being on Earth has the ability to understand what's happening, or how to change it. But we do. And that truly is a miracle. If that's not a miracle, I don't know what is. So what can we do about it? The first big-picture solution is we need to focus on collecting readings and monitoring the greenhouse gas emissions being emitted by the Earth, oceans, and human activity. We have some measurements now, but they can and must be much more accurate. Just having that information is critical to knowing how to combat climate change. Next, we have to keep a good record of the atmosphere and the changes in environment around the world. The idea is to unify as a community of Earth dwellers and study this planet to take care of it. The reason we are called to take active interest in our environment 
is because we are dependent on this planet. It's as simple as that. With the ability to study the Earth, the goal is to learn the pressure valves of releasing or absorbing greenhouse gases in order to maintain a balanced environment. We need to take care of our atmosphere. If we have the data, and we do the work, we could potentially slow the rate of change, or even maintain the climate at its current temperature. When I talk about this idea, most people become incredibly uncomfortable. No one wants to control the environment. I think people's minds go to, what if the power falls into the wrong hands? For example, what if terrorists took control of the climate and the infrastructure? It's obvious we don't want to fight a climate war. That's a legitimate fear. My answer to this fear is always the same, though. The danger of taking control of the climate has already happened. We've been controlling it since the Industrial Revolution. The only difference is, we didn't realize it. We didn't realize what our emissions were doing. So now it's simply a matter of taking stewardship of the global climate. And that means both adding and subtracting greenhouse gases to maintain the balance. From my perspective, that's the only relevant philosophy for this issue, given where we are. In essence, it's just simply too late to turn back. But that's a good thing. We should revel in the ability to understand these complex systems. So that's the philosophy to use when looking at climate change. The Earth is a climate-shifting planet, and it's nobody's fault. The only thing to do is monitor and manage the variability to maintain our global habitat. Now, what can we do about the human CO2 and greenhouse gas problem? As we've discussed, the big answer is develop our farms, cattle, and forestry systems to absorb more greenhouse gas and CO2 than they emit. To really capitalize on industrial design to achieve our climate goals. In the short term, we could simply transform our energy infrastructure to electricity instead of oil. This simplifies the problem significantly. As we talked about previously, my current favorite source of electricity is nuclear power. I realize this is controversial, but it seems like a far cleaner solution than any other option readily available. That doesn't mean it will always be the correct answer. It's just simply the best alternative we have. If you haven't seen the documentary Pandora's Promise, you should. It explains this in great detail. By transforming parts of our economy, we reduce our greenhouse gases by close to 60%. This in essence buys us more time to develop monitoring systems and develop industry design to help manage climate change. An effort must be made for absorbing CO2 as well. By protecting and replanting forests and using cattle to prevent desertification, we can make inroads to better solutions. 
By transforming deserts into thriving environments and managing industrial farming to absorb more carbon than they can yield lasting improvements on the CO2 balance in the atmosphere. Everything I've talked about so far is not science fiction. It all exists now. We have the tools to monitor the atmosphere, to monitor climate change around the world. We can build nuclear power plants and transform our energy sector to be primarily electric power. We can transform our cattle industry, our farming industry. We can preserve our forests. And I don't mean just America. I mean globally. All countries can participate in this effort. The only issue is we're not implementing on a global scale. So that leads me to my unifying theory. I've alluded to this a few times. Here it is. Humanity is not cooperative. We are competitive. Animalistic in many respects, humanity has a tendency to be tribal. The success of one country is only compared to the success of its rival. This means cooperation is really a tribal element of human nature, not a universal one. For example, the space race. One of humanity's greatest achievements was only done to outperform the other countries. The achievement wasn't the show of cooperation on an international scale. It was to beat the Russians. And America did it. Cooperation is only a byproduct of human challenge. We work together to vanquish our enemies. My unifying theory is simply this. We must begin a multitude of races in terms of climate solutions. We must begin a challenge of absorbing CO2 and greenhouse gases. Essentially, who can absorb greenhouse gases the fastest? Instead of the Cold War, think of the Absorption War. More specifically, what nation can transform their farming, agriculture, cattle, forestry, and energy sectors faster and maintain the variability to switch back and forth as needed? Remember, we may need to switch back to oil and then back to clean energy and then back to oil again depending on the balance. So that's basically it, in a nutshell. This is my theory on how to solve global warming. This has been an explanation on what we should do and how we might achieve it. To really sum it up, we must make it a competition to monitor and control greenhouse gas emissions and atmospheric balance. Our social focus must mirror planet stewardship competitively. We are starting to see this in the world already between Germany and France. This gives me hope. The world that is racing to a responsible action and management of climate change is the world I want to raise children in. I believe this is the solution to climate change. I hope you have enjoyed these episodes. I'm humbled by your willingness to listen. For the next few episodes, I'll be inviting people on the show to tell me what their opinions are on these issues. I suspect this will be much more conversational, so I hope you keep listening. Until next time, this is Elliot Holland, Solving for X.